Welcome to Japanatron. My name is Dave Pavlina, and Japanatron is a podcast all about life in Japan and Japanese culture. Today, I want to do something that I like to call an informational podcast. Okay, there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of information presented today. Um, it's going to be all about mobile phones in Japan. Uh, I wrote a blog article about this, actually several, about my adventures with mobile phones in Japan. Uh, most, uh, most specifically, um, about saving money. Okay, which is which is a good thing. I'm a cheap bastard, uh, so I always like to save money, especially when it comes to the mobile phone bill, because that's something that you got to pay every goddamn month of your life, and it's pretty expensive. It can be. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about mobile phones in Japan. Let's do this. Um, um, I'm gonna start with some general information, some general background, uh, some facts and things, and then I'm going to kind of go into um, into the big three, is what I like to call them, the big three uh, mobile providers in Japan, and kind of explain why I refuse to use them, and kind of my adventure with um, saving money, some alternatives, alternative um, solutions to the, uh, the mobile phone thing in Japan. All right, general stuff. I'm going to say about Japan. Japan, in general, is pretty good about giving you unlimited data, quote-unquote unlimited. If you read the fine print, it's actually capped at like 7 or 8 gig a month, which is like, it's it's pretty much unlimited. You're not even going to use that much if you tried, unless you're doing like tethering and downloading BitTorrents and videos, illegal videos all the time. Uh, you're probably not going to, uh, you're not going to hit the limit. So, for all intents and purposes, it's unlimited data. And Japan's pretty good about this. And I've heard that uh, mobile mobile providers in other countries like Europe, they, they still kind of limit the data or they, they rate the, the data. You know, they, they charge you by the bits <laughs> or the packets or whatever. So Japan, in general, is pretty good about unlimited data. Um, so that means, of course, they get you on the calls. That's where they screw you. That's really where they pound you in the ass uh, is the phone calls. So, in general, in Japan, I would recommend don't make any phone calls. <laughs> You're going to pay for that. So, there, there's alternatives, right? I mean, we live in the era of Skype. You know, you got Line, you got Facebook, you got Viber, if, if that one's still around. You got all these free, you know, voice over IP um, calling apps, um, free calls, free texts, all those apps that use data instead of the traditional phone uh, the phone line, so use that instead, because Japan is going to get you on the calls. They're going to really, they're going to really nickel and dime you there. Um, the other thing about Japan is different rules apply to the iPhone, and this probably goes for just about every country in the world. But the iPhone is kind of like over here, and everything else with the smartphone world is over there. So Android phones are probably a cheaper alternative. And they're going to be more generous with things like tethering and unlocking the phone. 
So some examples is all the uh, providers in Japan, they won't unlock your iPhone. But they will uh, unlock an Android phone, most likely. Uh, they won't give you tethering with the iPhone. Or you gotta pay this much for tethering on the iPhone. Uh, where it's a little bit less. Um, or they'll throw it in for quote-unquote free uh, with an Android phone. So if money is really important to you, and you, you can kind of get over that whole Apple iPhone cult, you know, you don't want to join it, I'm in it. <laughs> just, just an FYI there. <laughs> join us! Uh, then Android uh, in the smartphone world is probably a cheaper alternative, just generally, uh, all around. And that probably, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that probably doesn't, that's probably not just a Japan thing, that's, that's probably around the world, if you want to save money. Um, the next little thing for general background, LTE. I'm going to bring this up a lot. LTE. LTE is 4G. It's faster. Okay, you got your 3G, and you got your 4G. <laughs> it's uh, one extra G. <laughs> so it's faster. It's faster data speeds. Um, and, you know, you, you call it LTE. Uh, you call it... Um, you call it 4G, whatever. The problem here is that it varies a lot by country. Okay, every kind of every country kind of did their own thing on this. Um, so fortunately for us, um, we have multi-band phones, phones that that will you know that can attach to any LTE band there is. Uh, but watch out for this because oftentimes, if you want LTE and you're going to live in Japan or be here for a while. I really suggest getting a Japanese phone. Um, if you bring an LTE phone from overseas, there is a chance it's just not... It, it'll work, uh, but it's not going to get 4G LTE speeds. Um, that's partly because Japan did their own thing, like a lot of countries, and the bands are all wacky, um, even with a multi-band phone. Um, and I don't know. I just find you either got to put a ton of research into researching what specific LTE bands your overseas phone supports and really investigate it and research it because you might have that disappointing thing where like, oh, God damn it, I brought my phone from overseas from my home country, but I can't get the LTE. It'll probably work, but you're not going to get those high speeds. I, I just make it easy on myself, you know, and forego all that, that painful internet research and just get a phone in Japan. Uh, because then you're pretty much guaranteed that a Japanese uh, LTE phone is going to get the LTE here. So, that's the LTE thing. Okay, let's talk about the big three. I like to call these these brothers the big three. Uh, the big three are the big mobile providers in Japan. We got your Docomo uh, from NTE. We got your AU from KDDI. And we got your SoftBank. Um, now, two of those, NT, uh, Docomo and AU, are the big telecom providers. You know, they've been around a long time. Those are the big boys. SoftBank is kind of this one that's changed hands a ton of times. Um, I don't know. When I first came here, it was like JPhone, and then it became Vodafone, which apparently was, I think Vodafone's a European company, so um, something happened there. And then it became SoftBank which I think is a Japanese company now. So I, I don't know. This thing's been changing hands all the time, uh, all over the place, and my my, uh, I, my phone's email address was always changing, so it got kind of annoying. Um, SoftBank is, uh, I guess, I'm going to say is the smallest one. People often complain that the signal kind of sucks. Um, they were the first to get the iPhone. I don't know. They have this kind of weird niche that they've they've kind of like com 
you know, they compete with the um, with the big guys. I guess it's kind of like AT&T in the U.S. is the big guy, you know, and then you got your T-Mobile or whatever, you know, all this, I don't know, Sprint. I, I Sprint is one of the, I don't know. I don't know. Those are the big three. Um, why, why aren't there more companies? Why are there only three? Um, well, this is kind of the essence of the mobile telecom market. The startup costs are just too damn high. I mean, if you're going to enter this market um, with the current technology we have, you gotta you gotta invest in a ton of in- infrastructure. You gotta put cell towers up. I don't know. You you may you may have to launch a satellite or two or something up there. Uh, you, you you gotta build all this infrastructure, all these cell towers, put them everywhere, and then surprise! Now you have a telecom company. You know, a mobile. Now you're a mobile provider. Okay, how much is that gonna cost you for all this startup? That's why it doesn't happen very much. Um, I think I think this will change eventually when there's some big technological breakthrough, when they launch like one satellite, and that one satellite can cover like the mobile needs of an entire country or an entire continent or entire hemisphere or something. When there's some kind of big technological breakthrough like that, where they don't have to build all this infrastructure uh, as the startup cost, as part of the startup for like a new mobile provider, then you're going to see a lot more competition. But because of that whole startup cost and all that infrastructure, we got three, and that's it. And that's probably what most countries have, I'm figuring. Um, so that's that's why more companies don't enter the market. So stay tuned. I don't know. Hopefully there's going to be some big technological breakthrough eventually, and then we're going to see more competition, which is better for us and the prices. Um, okay, let's get into this. Why do I not use the big three? Now, obviously, most people do use the big three. That's why they're the big three. I don't use them uh, because I think they're, sc- they're scamming motherfuckers. Okay, let's get into this. The big three will inevitably offer you a two-year contract, a two-year overpriced contract when you do the math. Um, So I'll I'll give you an example. Let's talk about the iPhone. They're going to give you an iPhone for quote-unquote free, okay? And then you're going to be locked into a two-year contract on that. But you got a free phone, right? So, okay, that's, that's... that's fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll stay with you for two years because you gave me a free phone. Um, how much is your monthly fee? With a f- iPhone 5, 5S, monthly fee runs around 8,000 yen a month. That's what I'm going to say on average. This is talking to other friends. My experience uh, back when I was with the big three, which was SoftBank. I was with SoftBank. And um, they call it SlothBank. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to say, just generally speaking, your average is going to be about 8,000 yen a month for like an iPhone 5S. Okay. At the, probably at the least, some people are like 9,000 yen a month. Okay. Let's go, let's give them the benefit of doubt and let's say 8,000 yen a month. Okay. That's your contract. Um, when you compare to the alternatives and the alternative I'm going to talk about later uh, you're going to pay around 4,000 yen a month uh, for the service. They're not going to give you a phone, um, so you're going to have to buy a phone, but it's SIM card only. They're just going to give you the SIM card, and you're going to pay for the service, pay as you go. There's no contract, okay, so you're not stuck with them, and uh, I'm with one of them now, and I pay about 4,000 yen a month, okay? So let's do the math here. You're overpaying 
4,000 yen a month uh, for two years, at least. And when you do the math on that, you paid 96,000 yen for that iPhone. And an iPhone runs around 70,000 yen. So you paid way too much for that iPhone, okay? So they make it seem like they're being all generous uh, by giving you a quote-unquote free phone, uh, but no, they're making it back and then some. Uh, big time. They're charging you 96,000 yen for that phone. <laughs> okay, and you think you, you know, you're getting a free phone. You're not, okay? So that's a lie. Uh, the other thing that they do um, is it's even worse if you go beyond two years, right? Uh, because you think after two years, you fulfilled your contractual obligations. You've paid off the phone. You've paid 96,000 yen for this 70,000 yen phone. Uh, does your phone bill suddenly go down to half price to 4,000 yen? No. They keep charging you 8,000 yen. Uh, even though you've fulfilled your contractual obligations and um, you've paid off the phone. Okay? No, the phone bill does not go down. Okay? That's, that's why they say, actually, that they give you the phone for free. Okay? <laughs> that's why. Because if they said that you have to pay off the phone, then everyone would be like, Hey, I paid off the phone. My phone bill should go down. That's what they used to do. And actually, the phone bill did go down, you know, back in the day with those flip phones. Now they don't do that. They give you the smartphone for free. Uh, so they just continually charge you, uh, con continually, ugh, pronunciation sucks. <laughs> God, my English has gone downhill. Um, continually charge you uh, the high overpriced, uh, overpriced, priced, <laughs> overpriced price. I can't talk. Help me. Okay, they continually charge you this this uh, high price uh, for this contract uh, that you're you're not you shouldn't even be in anymore. Uh, that's the other trick they do. Okay, so they they can they keep charging you uh, the same price. It doesn't go down after you've paid off the phone after you've uh, fulfilled the two years. Um, and the most insulting thing to me is after you complete everything. Uh, the bill doesn't go down, and also they won't unlock your phone, okay? Uh, they won't unlock your iPhone. They will unlock other phones, uh, Android phones, for example. Uh, okay, so that's even more insulting. So you've paid 96,000 yen, uh, you've completed your contract uh, for this overpriced iPhone, and uh, surprise, it's locked. <laughs> so you go back to your home country, and it's useless. It's an iPod. Uh, the other just nasty, sneaky trick they do is they quote-unquote auto-renew the contract. So if you read the fine print, yes, it's a two-year contract that auto-renews. So you got to remember that day that you walked in the sh into the shop two years ago, mark it on your calendar, and go into the shop and cancel that contract. Because guess what? It just renewed for another two years. Um, you want to get out? You're fucked. You owe them about a hundred bucks to get out. So you better remember that day. Mark it on your calendar. Uh, oh, uh, you want to get out? Okay, 100 bucks. Or renew your contract again for another two years. Uh, <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter. You're stuck in this, this fucking contract. Uh, and, and we'll give you another overpriced phone that you have to pay off. I don't know. It sounds like slavery to me. So I got out. I paid the 100 bucks. And, <laughs> and I got out. I said fuck you to uh, SoftBank, and even though I was a hundred bucks, uh, hundred bucks, my my wallet was a hundred bucks <laughs> lighter. Uh, it felt good. It felt good. It felt good telling SoftBank, 
and that fucking white dog to go fuck themselves. Okay. This is why I don't use the big three. They're sneaky little scammer bastards. Okay. Uh, it's overpriced. Um, and uh, they sneak you. They, they sneak you into this slavery. You are an indentured servant. <laughs> okay. You have to pay the feudal lord. Okay. With your crops for life. Okay. You are a slave. So I, I got out. I broke those chains. It cost me a hundred bucks to, to get out of those chains. Let's talk about alternatives, okay? And one of these, how many alternatives I got here? Uh, I got two alternatives, okay? Alternatives, and um, one of these I use. Okay, the first alternative, and this one I do not use, uh, is a company, it used to be called E-Mobile, as in A-B-C-D-E. Um, but now, I guess, Yahoo Bottom, and now they're Y-Mobile, and it's like Y with the exclamation point. Oh, God, I hate it when companies do this. Why did you do this? <laughs> Why did you do this, Yahoo? Oh, I'm not looking forward to this. They kind of had a good thing going here because E-Mobile, and I don't know, I, I haven't really looked into this Y-Mobile thing now, but I I'm worried it's going to start to suck because that's what happens when some big player comes in and buys up the smaller guy. Um, anyways, I hope they maintain the same thing, but E-Mobile was always this kind of cool hippie one that wasn't one of the big three. They didn't, the, they don't have their own infrastructure, okay? Uh, Y-Mobile now, it is called, uh, they rent, uh, bandwidth off of SoftBank's network. So it's actually SoftBank, believe it or not. It's just resold. Um, they, they rent some wacky bands that SoftBank owns. Um, so Y-Mobile does not own their own infrastructure, uh, which is why they're kind of this alternative provider. They they have some different kind of plans. Yes, they still get you with the two-year contract. Uh, they don't have the iPhone, so if you're in love with the iPhone, too bad on that one. Um, and I wouldn't try using it uh, because they uh, they their SIM cards are really proprietary or something, and they really only work with e-mobile certifi certified phones. Why mobile now? Sorry. God. Yahoo mobile, whatever. Um, they do have the Google Nexus, okay? Which is cool because that phone is unlocked, um, which is kind of one of those hippie things to do because the big three will never give you an unlocked phone, especially from the beginning. They might unlock it at the end of the contract, but they're not going to give you an unlocked phone uh, off the bat. E-Mobile, Y-Mobile, Yahoo Mobile, whatever, does. Um, they're less popular phones. Uh, they give you these wacky, um, they have these wacky Android phones from companies you may have never heard of, uh, but they are cheaper. They have these, like, unique plan options where it's, like, 3,000 yen flat rate um, plus phone calls. You know, unlimited data or something like that. Um, so a lot of people use them. Uh, they started out doing these uh, data cards, these like Wi-Fi Anywhere, also known as MyFi, I guess. These little, uh, you know, portable router things that give you, you know, Wi-Fi service on your computer, your lap or, uh, or uh, tablet or whatever. They kind of started with that, and then they kind of moved into this mobile phone thing. So I consider them an alternative, uh, oftentimes worth checking out. Yes, they still do the contract. That is why I don't use them. I refuse to enter a two-year contract. And they'll still do the sneaky, the other sneaky tricks. Um, but they're cheap. They're cheaper, often, than the big ones, than the big three. 
and they'll they'll do the unlocked phone thing a little bit more liberally. Um, so that's why mobile, Yahoo Mobile now. Um, the one I do use, this is the other alternative, and stick with me here, I know this is confusing. The one I do use is called B Mobile, A-B, B as in boy. Um, this is a SIM-only provider, okay? And they basically resell NTT Docomo service. And this is catching on now in Japan, which I think is kind of cool. Um, instead of going directly with the big three, you get this kind of reseller that's just going to sell you the SIM card, the service, pay as you go. Um, so you got to provide the phone with these guys, be mobile. So you could get an unlocked iPhone from the Apple Store, for example, which is awesome because Japan recently started doing that. Um, they, they weren't in the past. It was really hard to get an unlocked iPhone. You had to order it from overseas, from a company like Expansus. Um, or you had to buy a locked um, iPhone from Yahoo Auctions or something um, because any, any NTT Docomo uh, uh, Crossy XI service phone uh, should work. Um, so that was kind of a recent thing. So you could get an unlocked iPhone from Apple uh, if you want to if you want to go like the luxury route. Uh, you can also get some um, uh, supported crossy phones um, on um, uh, an auction site, um, or you can get them on Rakuten. Um, I always sing Rakuten's praises. Um, though any unlocked phone, for example, um, I would recommend something like the Google Nexus. Um, if you want to get a cheaper Android phone, you know, because the iPhone's like 70,000 yen new. Um, so there's your like Ferrari, Mercedes Benz level there. Um, the Google Nexus is pretty good. It's like 35,000 yen, I'm going to say at most. Unlocked, off the bat, no worries there. Um, and it does work with B Mobile service. Um, um, and that's a, that's a pretty decent phone. Uh, you can go even cheaper with some of the, um, the kind of. B-level brand Android phones uh, or used phones. Um, I guess your uh, your options are to get an unlocked phone or um, something that uh, Docomo NTT Docomo has. You know, you could even get an, a locked phone if you want. In fact, uh, my current phone is a locked NTT Docomo iPhone 5s. Uh, so that's what I'm using now. Um, but when the when the iPhone 6 comes out, I'm most likely gonna gonna get. Uh, an unlocked one from the Apple Store um, because it's kind of cool to have an unlocked phone, especially if you travel uh, back to your home country, for example, or, or anywhere else. You can just get a, a visitor SIM, and you have like a local phone number. You save a lot of money on uh, on traveling. You know your your telecom costs when you're traveling. Um, so that's B Mobile is a SIM only provider. They resell Docomo. Um, you have to pay up front for the phone. Okay, like I said. Um, but keep in mind that if you do pay, you know, a bunch of your hard-earned yen for an unlocked iPhone from the Apple Store, for example, just know that the resale value of an unlocked iPhone is awesome. Uh, anything Apple is, the resale value is awesome. So just remember that. Yes, you're paying 70,000 yen for an iPhone. Ouch. Uh, but if you ever want to get rid of it, yeah, you'll get some decent cash for that uh, on an auction site. Uh, maybe not the same is true of the Android phones uh, because those are cheaper and uh, the resale value of those isn't as high. Um, so yeah, uh, just think about that. It kind of balances out in a way. Um, B-Mobile, um, my experience so far. The data speed kind of sucks. And this is the most common complaint with B-Mobile. 
Um, I think the reason being is that the people actually with NTT Docomo directly, they're considered like the first class citizens. Okay, they're the ones paying eight to eight to nine thousand yen per month for their overpriced service. Um, so they have priority. So when everyone's surfing the net, um, on the mobile network, NTT Docomo gives them the uh, the preference. They got the priority because uh, they're the first class citizen. <laughs> ironically, although they're the slave. Um, B-Mobile is kind of the second-class citizen. You're paying half price. Okay, I pay about 3,500 to 4,000 yen um, per month. Um, so, you know, the, the phone bill is at half, so I'm not complaining. I don't care. The Considering I'm paying half price, I don't complain about the data speeds. Um, the one thing that helped a lot was I used to have an iPhone 5, um, and that wouldn't get LTE, um, because uh, NTT Docomo never sold an iPhone 5. They started with the 5S and the 5C. So I was uh, I could only get 3G, and that really sucked. When I upgraded to the iPhone 5S, I got LTE. That helps a lot. So even though the B-Mobile data speed sucks, LTE does help. So if you get LTE on B-Mobile, it's a lot better than the 3G. Um, but like I said, I'm not complaining because my phone bill, my mobile bill is half now. It's about 4,000 yen at most, at the most. Um, so I'm not going to complain. The other thing also that helps is I have Wi-Fi at home and at off at, and, and at my office. And um, that's pretty much where I am for the most part, especially during the week. Um, so um, since I have Wi-Fi at both home and office, and um, even some cafes and whatnot have free Wi-Fi, um, I don't really rely so much on the data speed of um, of the actual phone, you know, the, the 4G, 3G stuff. If you are one of those people that tethers or really uh, is a heavy mobile network user with the data, you might not be a big fan of B-Mobile. But I will say this, B-Mobile is no contract. There's really not much of an obligation. I think the obligation they state is something like four months. It might be up to six months now. I'm not sure. You got to read the fine print um, on their website, bmobile.ne.jp. Uh, you can always Google that. It's also on my website. Uh, if you type bmobile into the search bar thingy in my uh, website, mondaiji.com, or just go to japanatron.com, uh, you can find my articles I wrote about bmobile. Uh, and I got, I got the link there too. Um, anyways, you got to read the fine print, um, but the obligation is way shorter than two years. Um, so there's really not much risk with giving B-Mobile a shot. I did it, and it worked out for me. I've been happy so far. Um, but if you're a big data data user on the mobile network, you might not be a big fan. Uh, the other thing about B-Mobile is they really, they really kick your ass on the phone calls. Uh, it's something like 40 yen a minute, which is pretty high. So don't make any phone calls. I don't. I don't have any friends anyway, so it's really not a big deal for me. Uh, but really, I mean, you don't really, you shouldn't really have to make many phone calls these days. You got Facebook, you got Line, you got Skype, you got all those apps. You know, use those instead. Uh, those will save you a ton of money. Um, the only really time I ever need to use the phone itself is like when I'm calling like the Kudo Neko, you know, the Yamato, you know, delivery guy to come up and, you know, pick up some packages or something like that. Um... But even then, I could probably use Skype. So, um, yeah, they're, they're going to get you on the phone calls. Any provider is going to get you on the phone calls, like I said at the beginning of this podcast. So really, don't, don't do not do that. Um, 
So that's B-Mobile. There are other SIM-only providers, but really B-Mobile is the only one I found and the only one I know of that does phone service. All the other ones I found, I know OCN does it. Um, the uh, internet provider I, I use at home, uh, AsahiNet, they do it. Um, you'll find these a lot. There's IIJ, I think, is another one. There's a ton of these, and they're all reselling NTT Docomo. Um, and they're all um, reselling NTT Docomo's data service only. So, although there are other SIM-only providers similar to B-Mobile, uh, they're all, um, so far, um, this might change, of course, um, as, as this market gets bigger, um, they're all just selling data-only service. So, if you get one of, like, a, a SIM, you know, there'll be, like, a thousand yen to a couple thousand yen a month for a few gigs of, of data or something, um, but you're not going to have a phone number. Um, you're going to have data-only. And I actually entertained this possibility. I did try like a month of just data only on my phone to see if I could survive without a traditional phone. And some people have done this. You know, they've done experiments with like an, an iPod, you know, using an iPod um, with Wi-Fi or something. Or, you know, like I said, an iPhone with just data only service, not an actual phone number. Um, and I tested it and it wasn't bad. I could actually survive with things like Skype and those other... Um, those other um, services. The big qualm about data only that I have is emergency services. You can't call HHQ, 911, emergency services, whatever. You can't call those with Skype, with Line, or whatever. You need a standard, normal mobile phone, uh, a phone number like what B Mobile offers. Um, and hopefully other ones will start offering the phone service, because that would be kind of cool. You, you have some choices with this uh, pay-as-you-go SIM-only service. But for the time being, the only one I know of is B-Mobile that will actually give you a real, normal phone number. I have a friend uh, that does this. He has a smartphone. Well, it's something similar, actually. He has a smartphone with phone-only service on it, actually. Um, no data on his phone. And then he uses one of those, you know, MiFi, those, you know, Wi-Fi every anywhere uh, little data card things, those mobile routers, uh, for his for his data. Okay, so he he has the the SIM only, uh, you know, service uh, on this uh, little data card thing, and he he pulls it off. He pays even less than I do. I think two or three thousand yen a month or something. Uh, the thing is, though, I, I saw him, and he, he has to, like, fire up that little router, you know, every time he wants to, you know, surf the net on his phone or check his email or anything data-related. So he's got to carry, like, two devices around and fire up that little thing. So, yeah, I guess that part is not as convenient. But, yeah, he is saving money. Um, and I brought up the whole thing. I, you know, we were talking about it, and he I think he's on IIJ on a really cheap data plan, and he's got, like, a phone only or something from AU. I think, and no data plan on it. You know, he asked him for that or whatever. So you can you can do these kind of alternative plans, uh, hybrid plans. I didn't, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of his his approach because you you got to carry two things around. I I'm just kind of minimalist that way. I just want to carry just my uh just my phone. Um, so I, I brought up this whole you know emergency services thing. Like I said, you know, I would if I could with the data only thing. I think it would be kind of cool eventually to just have data only on your phone, um, and uh, not have to pay for the traditional you know phone number thing. Just use Skype and all those other things. And I brought up the emergency services thing, 
And he kind of made fun of me. He said, well, you know, it's not like you call them all the time. And I'm like, dude, dude, but it's something you need to have, man. You, you don't want to be, you don't want to be that guy, you know? Oh, I'm sorry, you're choking or you're having a heart attack? Ah, actually, see, my, my phone, see, it's, it's data only, so I can't call emergency services. Sorry, is there someone else around here that can help you? You know, you don't want to be that guy. Like, hey, man, that guy died because of you. Because you can't call emergency services. Because you're the, you're the cheap bastard with the data-only phone. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that guy. You know? So, um, that's the data-only thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm hoping eventually they're, they're going to offer, you know, the, the traditional phone. Or maybe, I don't know, the, the HHQ you know, emergency services is going to start to work with Skype or whatever, or you can you can text them, or I don't know, or you can line, you can chat them, <laughs> you can you can become Facebook friends with uh, with uh, emergency services. <laughs> like, hey, can you friend me? Uh, I got a I got a guy over here with a heart attack, and then you know, Facebook message them. You know, please send an ambulance <laughs> quickly, quickly. <laughs> heart heart, happy face, happy face. <laughs> yeah, so we're not there yet. Um, uh yeah, so that's um that's my spiel on um on mobile phones in Japan. Um that's my experience, that's my research. Um yeah, I'm uh, I'm B Mobile with a uh with my own purchased iPhone. Um so yeah. Just, uh you know, live the dream, brother. <laughs> I was thinking of something really profound to say at the end of this. All right, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, let me know if you have any questions, any comments, any other stuff uh, you want to say or ask about uh, about mobile phones or anything else for that matter. Uh, visit me on my website, japanatron.com. I got all my follow me links at the top. You know, leave comments, uh, give me likes, you know, and all that stuff. I love that stuff. I love those little thumbs up likes, you know, and, and your little your little comments. Uh, helps me, um, helps motivate me to keep, you know, keep me doing this. So, yeah, um... Enjoy, and uh, you have a very good evening. Toodles! Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.